show is informal, but the takes are abnormal. <laughs> they Big are abnormal. dog ball talk. We, we just said off the air, Jordan and I, we're getting fucking crazy <laughs> with our takes now. Uh, we're just going to start saying the most insane things you've ever heard. Yeah. Just, to, just to draw publicity. It's called clickbaiting. I don't know if anyone's heard of it. We just discovered it. Correct. Jordan, uh, would you like to try your first uh, hand at this? Uh, sure. Um, mm, um, 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 Russell Westbrook is probably top one, maybe top two in the league right now. Um, are we keeping Good it take. basketball related though? Because I've got some crazy uh, whatever you crazy want, man. As well. Well, you, yeah, you had some crazy takes about my outfit uh, coming into the on the air. I don't know if you want to share those, but, uh, well, <laughs> but uh, we, we can move past it I've, if you wanted. I've man. come around on your printed fucking uh, uh, later hosen t-shirt, which I didn't like mm-hmm. initially. Now I love. Uh, so my yeah my takes are kind of flexible they can change but uh, mm. wow. um, I mean what what Taste was my Master one uh, the, I mean the the one from a while ago Italian barbers they're they're not there for me I might extend it out to uh, oh all Italians, Italians right now uh, you got some I'll just get stuff you got something to prove to me okay Italians your food is the only thing you're hanging on by your fingernails because mm. of your food otherwise you're gonna have to prove yourself to me no you're offense to any be, of our uh, Italian fans I'm just kidding. Dante DiVincenzo is going to be knocking at your front door in a couple seconds. I would, uh, our, our Ryan R.C. Dacchio, I would pronounce his fucking name. Uh, he'll Diacono. be there too. Yeah. yeah, there we go. You got it, man. I thought uh, well, every t- when when they were in uh, when he was in college, I thought they were saying his first and last name, and I'm like, why do they keep calling this dude Archie? Why do they keep saying Archie his Dacano. first name? <laughs> and I was like, oh right, his first name's Ryan. But uh, no, shout somebody... out Italians. Jokes, jokes. Love Italians. Yeah. Sure, man. Mussolini, shout out Mussolini. Uh, yeah, shout out Mussolini. Uh, Stalin, not Italian, but uh, shout out Stalin. Yep. Uh, Why not? Shout out all, the, all these war you, criminals. Hold on, we you got the later hose on. Why are you stopping there? Mm-hmm. No, true, There's true, man. There's another guy right, I'm kind uh, of thinking of. Yeah, so am I. Uncle Hansi. Shout out Uncle <laughs> Hansi, uh, one of the goats. Uh, shout out Kitchener-Waterloo. Sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, wow. Jordan, I, I, I actually saw on Twitter somebody said, Dante DiVincenzo. It looks like the good version, and Malachi Flynn is like his evil yeah. counterpart, <laughs> the evil Dante DiVincenzo. And I was like, yeah, yeah, he really does with the eyebrows and the little goatee. He does look a little evil. Then yeah. I saw the the, the classic of the Pokemon uh, leveling up Dante DiVincenzo to Malachi Flynn to Isaiah Hardenstein. Yes, Pretty funny. Yes, yes. No, all look similar. Uh, so, yeah, they've got some doppelgangers on that team. Yeah, and mm-hmm. kind of you're going up one size. It's like yeah, it's like a Pokemon yes. almost. We should come up with mm-hmm. little names for them. But uh, yeah, Malachi. Malachi does you know. Malachi, if you want more he's playing scheming. time, well, he's just always he's got a resting, I don't know what to call it, face, but he doesn't ever looks happy. Evil, evil resting evil face. Um, but uh, hopefully, being in New York can cheer you up, Malachi, and your dad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, well, Jordan, I mean, we're gonna get into it. Uh, you know, the bulk of the content here today, uh, lots of Warriors talk, some Raptors trade talk, and then we're gonna end it up with the return of blind comparisons. Haven't yes! done that in about over a year. Gonna test Jordan, see what uh, what he thinks with uh, three blind comparisons. I'm gonna throw at him here. Uh, one of them I honestly kind of think I might have done already, but uh, who knows? Uh, we'll see. Uh, it's possible even two of them I've done before. I don't even care. Uh, let's see. Let's maybe the, the opinions will change. The stats are different, uh, but the game is the same. Yep. But Jordan, to start it off, we're going to start with the the, the, the Golden State Warriors, who've uh, had, had an up and down weekend, uh, just coming off of getting shellacked, getting the shellac bomb out of the way earlier oh, in yeah. this, uh, this podcast. Uh, killed, killed. By the Toronto Raptors, uh, you know they, they came back and made it a little more respectable uh, on Sunday night, but uh, they, they were no match for RJ Barrett uh, nope. his first half barrage. Uh, great win for the Raptors, and we're going to get to them in a little bit. But the focus of this one is, I mean, Jordan and you know Steve Kerr looked like he tried to make it right uh, the next game. You know, uh, trying to get trying to give him a couple more minutes, trying to help him out. You know, get the youngsters' spirits up a little bit. But Jonathan Kaminga. Uh, putting it out there to, to Sham, pretty much just texting Shams, hey, can you yes. tell the world I think Steve Kerr is a bitch? Yeah. Thank you, uh, Jonathan Kaminga. Uh, P.S. Uh, announce the trade. But <laughs> Jonathan Kaminga gets 35 minutes in that game, 11 points, four for eight shooting. Not spectacular, but uh, you know that, that game prior against the Nuggets was uh, kind of the one he was really feeling frustrated in, and you know, right, rightfully so. Only 18 minutes, but in that game he had 16 points, four boards, four assists. Five for seven shooting. I mean, a great game from him, and then he gets glued to the bench for the rest of the set, pretty much the second half. Yeah. Uh, I think that the dialogue needs to kind of be started here, Jordan, because uh, you know Jonathan Kaminga is saying he doesn't trust Steve Kerr anymore. Doesn't believe that he can bring him to his full extent. We've talked about it a little bit on the podcast, and I'm ready to. I, I, I if I haven't already made this concrete statement, I'm putting it out there. You know, starting with our big takes. Steve Kerr cannot develop talent. 
He has never developed talent. Okay. There's not a single player in the league that you can look at and say, Steve Kerr made this guy better. Yeah. Uh, every single guy from that Warriors dynasty, he was already an established player. Uh, they, they, he said it himself. I know he said it to be humble, but it's a low-key kind of true. Mark Jackson put the blueprints and the foundations down for uh, that, that Golden State Warriors dynasty. He came in. He made the, the championship tweaks and improvements, and he, he managed them well. And, again, great coach overall, uh, you know, did well with that team. But at the end of the day, since those wins, those rings, he hasn't done anything to make any of those youngsters, you know, great. Uh, they've had lots of first-round picks, guys uh, that have come and gone. Uh, J- James Wiseman, I think probably the biggest example of that. Yeah. Uh, you know, seven-footer, number two overall pick, and uh, you know, you could barely get him out there for fifty games uh, in three years. Uh, this is a, a definitely a concern. I think people need to look at right now because. If you're a Warriors fan, you need to have something to look forward to in the future. And with this season not looking so great, with trades on the table for you know a lot of different guys on this team, I don't really know what's going to happen here, Jordan. But uh, I, I, I'm really, really starting to worry about the the bleak future here of the Warriors uh, if, if Kerr can't finally get through to some of these youngsters. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's all compounding right now for for the Warriors, not just that issue, obviously, the the Draymond thing, which we'll get to and and everything. So yeah, they're they're in hot water. But but yeah, the like, yeah, I think it's very obvious Steve Kerr really doesn't know. uh, Like, maybe if he was in a different situation, if you had different sort of expectations around him and a team uh, and didn't have like these foundational dynasty players he, he might be okay at mm-hmm. developing young talent i don't know i you know we this is obviously his first uh you know first head coaching job uh in, in the league um but but yeah from based on what we know it's it's not gone well at all uh and and even in the like if you look at after 2019 uh their their down season like i i, I know they had injuries kd left uh you know there was no clay it was a it was a kind of up and down year where basically a lost season for them, but it's like anytime Steve Kerr hasn't had like a front running team, he's also kind of struggled just in general to, to make his mark as a coach. Like, I, I don't know. It's just, it's like, I don't, I, I don't want to take away credit from a coach who has now four championships and, and was part of, uh, you know, the, the greatest modern team that we have. But like, I also want to give enough credit to the players. Like, I mean, Steph, I don't think, Steph wouldn't have been able to succeed with another coach uh, or, or Steph and Draymond sort of figuring it out. As you say, the, the, the beginnings of it, Mark Jackson had already kind of figured it out. He was the one who kind of freed them up to, to start playing the way that they, they did like Steve Kerr to his credit continued that and added on and took it even a step further with the whole death lineup and everything that Steve Kerr Mm -hmm. did X's and O's wise was, was right. But I just don't, he was in the situation where it's more like, let's not screw this up rather than, Oh, I need to be this fucking genius. Who's, who's, uh, you know, you know, a, a, amazing at coaching these guys. Like, I don't think he's ever really proven that yet. He gets kind of gets put on that pedestal with like Spo and pop and all these other guys. I don't think he's quite proven that to me yet, just because, no. you know, uh, and again, it, it's hard to be critical of a guy who's won that many chips, but you know, I, I just don't think he has. And, and, and yeah, these, you know, going back to last year, you know, last year was even more de- demonstrative of it, of how he, the, the young guys just do not succeed in that system. And I'm, I'm sick of people saying like, blaming the young guys, like for, for, oh, these guys don't know how to play in the warrior system. Oh, these guys don't know. How to do this. I'm like, it's your job to make your system good enough so that new young high draft picks can come and succeed in it. It's not mm-hmm. yeah, seemingly this whole time. It's like, Oh no, it's, it's your problem. If you can't fit into the warrior system. And it's like, well, who, how many warriors player system players do we have right now for the uh, sub 500 warriors? Uh, what just Steph Draymond and clay. Is that all that's left? Because well, well, if, the, if the system is just run gun, shoot threes, like the, the, again, it's only ever been the yeah. key guys from that team. No, almost the, the, the other teams have tried to replicate that fucking game plan and it doesn't work. Cause you have a, you have to have a generational shooting yes, back. Exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. So it's like, uh, yeah, Steve Kerr, like you, you've had plenty of chances now to sort of adjust and, and, and show what you can do. Um, again, just, just as a coach with just ordinary guys and it, yeah, it's just, it hasn't gone well. And while I don't think the best move for, for the cum bucket was to go, you know, whisper in Shams's ear. Uh, that was kind of silly. Um, I, I kind of get, I kind of get where he's, he's coming from at, you know, at the end of the day. Um, and, and, 
like, yeah, Steve Curry, as you said, trying to kind of make up for it a little bit, played him the, the most of any warrior against the Pistons. I mean, that's the least you can do against the fucking Pistons. Not to mention they barely eke that one out. I think they win by four. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say again, that doesn't help. He's like mediocre in that game. Yeah, I, well, exactly. And and maybe and, he doesn't give a fuck at that point. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. It's like it's it's hard to know where this relationship is. But like uh, on the whole other side of the spectrum, I at this point I do kind of feel bad for Steve Curry. He's dealing with so fucking much uh, with the Draymond stuff already, and now you've got Kaminga and Moody, uh, you know, whining. You've got uh, fucking uh, Andrew Wiggins seemingly playing like half the fucking man he was a couple years ago uh you know are you gonna trade him maybe one of the the worst players uh in the nba right now jesus Uh, christ he can't figure it out broken against the raptors last night it was Mm -hmm. embarrassing for him um so people are saying worst contract in the nba might be right well you guys still got ben ben simmons kicking around but it's it's Mm -hmm. up there yeah that's true um But so so yeah, I, I'm kind of I'm I, I'm critical of Steve Kerr. I do kind of feel bad for him in this situation. But I uh, at you know rounding it all out, I'm like yeah, Steve Kerr. Sorry, buddy, you got to kind of have to make your bed here. You're the one who put all the emphasis on you know we need to uh, maximize our time with Steph. We're only going to play certain guys. Mm-hmm. We're going to be really restrictive. We're not going to give anybody any young guys any leash to screw up and go be themselves or do something different than what we want. And this is what's happening now. You've got players who are upset. You've got a team that's not doing well. Uh, and that that's that's the tough part of coaching. You do have to kind of balance these things. And uh, I think someone like Steve Kerr, since he's like a basketball lifer, won championships as a player and then came in and was su- successful as a coach, I think he's kind of gotten away scot-free from a lot of this uh, criticism that is kind of run of the yep. mill for coaches. I mean, when when do when do you have a coach? When have we ever seen a coach with such a squeaky clean clean record coming straight in, winning a championship in his first season, not having any sort of job pressure through this entire time? Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't feel like we're being unfair on Steve Kerr now. You know, putting some no. criticism at his feet, but it's just finally it's kind of coming to a head where it's like, yeah, Steve, sorry, buddy, you 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 kind of messed up in a, a few aspects here. Mm-hmm. And the Warriors are again; they've got enough trouble throughout, up and down their their, their roster, yes. their organization. There's been a lot of changes, switching arenas, ownership. There's a lot of shit going on with the Warriors right mm-hmm. now, and I, I think it's all kind of coming, like you said, to a head. Yeah. Uh, I mean, hell, even in the the, the preseason slash off season, you know, we were talking about how there were rumblings that the the, the young guys on the that were coming on that second unit for the Warriors were already getting frustrated with the treatment they were getting in comparison to the starters and yeah. that big divide. And I mean. Uh, any the, the easiest way to kill team chemistry is to make it feel like uh, there, there's no unity. There's not that, that yeah. there's you're either on one side, you're on the other of the team, and uh, that's how they played. Uh, I, I mean, again, like you look at it, like the the only rookie uh, or young guy even that you you can look at and say that uh, the the Warriors have really been you know using inside of their their lineup is uh, I mean, other than uh, Posminski is Tracy yeah. Jackson Davis, and I mean. They're 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 doing they're doing well they're playing well yeah. uh, but I just don't get how you can't give minutes to these guys who are already NBA ready like they've been in the league they've been in your association they know how everything works yeah. uh, and still you know you're you're kind of putting them on the pine and uh, you know I'm Moses Moody you know, maybe I can excuse a little bit more I haven't seen too too much of him so far but again. It's all kind of a weird sample size. It's all kind of uh, odd to see. And, you know, maybe one of these guys, when they finally are dealt, because I think that's what this is coming to. Uh, I mean, I, I think it's going to be a Steve Kerr gets fired or they get traded or both. Like, I don't think there's any way that all that everybody stays the same there. Yeah. Uh, and Jordan, I mean, to move on here, just to, as we're talking about all this discourse within the Warriors organization, I mean, nothing bigger than Draymond Green, uh, you know, now returning with the team, which is, also funny because the, his suspension, uh, again, uh, for anyone who's forgetting, uh, th- threw a little uh, backhand, spinning back fist at uh, Yusuf Nurkic of the Phoenix Suns uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah, dropped him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was a little bit of a flop. I mean, if I got hit like that, I, I'm not going down. It's, I have too much pride for that. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Uh, I'm rolling around. Uh, I'm no not chance. getting up. I'm not. I'm, no I'm staying down for minutes. I don't even want the call, man. Just play ball. <laughs> Just play. Uh, I'll be clapping in his face. Uh <laughs> But uh, this is a this is one of those games. Uh, one of these uh, these players. When you look at him, he just does his own thing. He doesn't give a shit. No. Uh, and, and it's not worth telling that he when he, in the suspension, he wasn't told that he had to be away from the team. He just chose that he's not going to the practices. Yeah, yeah. He just chose he's not going to. So he's now rejoined them after he's been going through some uh, 
uh, some personal counseling and some league uh, assisted, you know, rehab essentially to figure out how he can stop assaulting people at the workplace. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm not really sure if anything's taken because Draymond Green came out today again on his own, on his podcast <laughs> saying he was going to retire yeah, instead of figuring out instead of like, I, again, this is how the thought process went for Draymond Green. Huh? The league does not want me to hit people anymore. I think I, I might as well just call it. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Fuck it. That's it. If I can't fucking punch a guy, why do I even want to play What's basketball? What's the point? It just What's doesn't make any sense. Uh, and then, of course, Adam Silver uh, walked through in his uh, his skims. And said, <laughs> his skims Dream on, baby. Don't don't retire. You get us so many views, so many uh, impressions, so many clicks. You got to yeah. stay around, Draymond. Yeah. Uh, and so Draymond looks like he's gonna you know push through it. Uh, thanks, Adam, for your service and uh, keeping this guy in the league. I'm sure everybody's so thankful for it. Uh, but I mean, Jordan, when you when you hear. Draymond saying that he was actually considering retiring from the NBA uh, when they told him he needed to actually figure some shit out. Uh, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that? Because I, I don't know. I, I I thought that was one of the craziest things that NBA player said in a long time. Yeah, that fucking idiot. I mean, I first of all, what a lie. What a complete uh, bluff. Mm-hmm. You weren't considering yeah. retiring. I love how he's trying to spin it, try and make himself some sort of victim. He's like, oh, it was all too much yeah. for me. Look, Adam. Adam, it's too much. I'm just going to retire. Adam, well, What's I w- too much? I, your I, own actions. <laughs> exactly. Everyone, every comment on, I can't on handle myself. X and everything, it's like, just stop hitting people, bro. That's all you got to do. You just got to stop, uh, you know, smacking people, kicking them in the groin, all this shit you've been doing for years. Um, yeah, it, it's crazy how he's trying to spin it, but I, I love that no one seems to be falling for it just yet. He also said, Steve Kerr came and talked to him. They both cried. They both had a cry. That's that's just beautiful nice. stuff. What are you crying about, Draymond? You hurt your hand? Uh, saying, <laughs> I don't know. But... Uh, you know, it's, I, I, yeah, I, I, I can't believe he has the audacity to say something like that. Uh, Mm -hmm. Draymond, but you know what, this is at the end of the day, it's like, there are these characters. There's always been these characters throughout league history. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I don't imagine if, if you had suspended Rashid Wallace, that he would have taken it well and acted exactly as you wanted to. I mean, I would have loved to see like David Stern saying, Rashid, you got to go to counseling Mm -hmm. Rashid across, you know, in a chair, an armchair, uh, you know, with a, with a shrink, that would have been amazing footage. Like, I wonder what, what that would have been like. I mean, See, who, I think I think he would have Bill said Lambert. he would consider retiring just because he was like, you know what, <laughs> yeah. fuck you, I'm not doing the counseling. Yes, yes, I'm fine with who I am. Yes. Not saying that the the, the pressure is the problem. Like yes, exactly. uh, same with the Bill Lambier. I think he would or Bill Lambier. I think is a little. He would have been a little more quiet about it. Like, whatever, I don't give a fuck. I'll sit there and sure, yeah, wait yeah. my time out. But I I know what you're saying. But yeah, like Ron Artest, like all all these guys, uh, you know who who have cause problems in the league it's they like, wouldn't have had the balls to tell ronich has to do that <laughs> no no definitely not um but like it, it, it's just it, at the end of the day it's like i can i can nitpick about draymond and I, I think he's an idiot and i think it's great actually now this is the good thing about social media i think we can all come together and call out a, a dude when he's being immature and and like ridiculous which draymond is being pretty much all the time um mm-hmm. but you know you, you just got to accept these these crazy characters while they're here draymond's not i mean the 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 joke aside or the or me not believing him wanting to retire anytime soon aside he, he is not going to be here for that much longer in the league i, mm-hmm. I guess you know it, it, it's hard to say this after he just fucking whacked a guy but let's just enjoy him while he's here enjoy his antics he's also going to be around though, you know, on the other hand, you know, he's going to join TNT as soon as he fucking retires, which is going to be annoying in its own right. But I was going to say like Draymond, uh, like uh, officially, officially saying, well, I just, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm at once like a little bit shocked that he said that, but then I'm not surprised it's Draymond. It's kind of like Kyrie. You never know what you're going to get. But then part of me is, yeah, I'm just like, you know what? We just got to accept this guy for who he is. He's never going to he's never gonna take responsibility for any of the mm-hmm. shit that he's done. He's always going to say dumb shit and, and lie and spin shit on his own fucking podcast. Like after that, he punched Jordan Poole. He's like, you remember that video at the start of uh, start of the season where he's like, you know, I'm, I'm the only one who really knows what happened. Yeah, the, the, the world yep, is going to yep. see you like it, it just absolute ridiculous stuff. Um, but like if Draymond were to somehow take accountability now, it would feel weird. So, you know what, Draymond, mm-hmm. just just be you, I guess. But, you know, we're, we're all at the same time kind of sick of your shit. We're not going to fall for this. Stay There's Draymond. no way. Yeah, I, I, I what I was going to say when you're, you know, you're talking because you are right. Like he is going to be in the media like he's already done yeah. fucking ESPN, TNT, whatever, uh, you know, sitting on the table. He's got his podcast. I just want to know, like I 
I, and you know, maybe this is a uh, this is bad journalism, but I mean, uh, that's kind of what this podcast is based on, yeah, uh, just basically. loose journalism. Uh, who the fuck is actually listening to Draymond Green's podcast? I, who actually, I would like to know that too. Who cares? Like, I I don't like his personality the way that he is, <laughs> and I think part of that is based on his output on the court. I'm yes. sure that doesn't help. Like, I'm, he's funny at times for sure because he's an asshole and he's sure. abrasive, and everybody likes the villain. But yeah. at the same time, once that whole thing is done and you're not playing. I don't want to hear you talk. No, I don't either. GSPN I'm not looking forward every to it. single day. No. I don't want to because you know he's going to be a dick about it. I you know. know, and every like, like he's going to be like Shaq, but an asshole. I know. Like Shaq likes to flash the four rings. You don't think he's going to be doing that to people, oh, whoever he's across course. from? Oh, Jamal Crawford. Oh, yeah, Jamal. I got four JJ rings. Reddick. I got four rings, Jamal. Oh, yeah, all, all these, these guys. He's, that's all he's going to say. And at least Shaq was one of the most dominant players of all time. Yeah. Draymond is going to be doing that and saying shit, and he's like a. Did he crack the top 75? I don't think he did, right? Draymond? No, 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 no. Yeah, uh, so I mean... No, I don't think so. No, because Clay didn't... Yeah, no, I'm Yeah, I'm quite so there's sure no way, right? No, yeah, no. I hope not. I mean, if he did, we'll have to go back and look that up. Alex, look it up. Did Draymond make the top 75? Nah, I don't I, think so. No, he didn't. He didn't. No but uh, but that's what I mean. Like he's going to be talking like he's an all time great. When yeah, yeah. In, in the end of the day, you know he was he's an all star level player, one of the best offensive players we've ever seen. You know, great pass or whatever. Uh, part of the one of the best dynasties of all time. But I mean, Draymond uh, as an individual, no one gives a fuck. If you didn't play with Stephen Curry, no one would know what your name is. Well, I swear, uh, I swear, the only people who listen to his podcast are like these poor like social media managers for like ESPN yes, and people yes. who they have to go through and the, the, the clip. producers are like, make sure you get anything if he says something crazy. Because yeah, I don't, uh, I don't enjoy it either. But yeah, I, I mm-hmm. don't think he's gonna go away quietly when, when he finally does retire. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'll be shocked if that's anytime soon, Draymond. Uh, nice try, nice try. Yeah. Uh, to move on from all our Warriors bashing, uh, apologies to uh, all of our, our, our Actually, West you know Coast what, listeners. Though? One more thing, Matt. One more thing. I don't mm, give a fuck about the Warriors. Oh. I don't give a shit about anyone feeling bad for the fucking mm-hmm. Warriors, for Steve Kerr, for Steph Curry. Uh, if anyone comes to me and tries to feel bad for Steph Curry, first of all, people talking about Steph Curry, and I'm not someone who defends LeBron James. People talking about Steph Curry, like on, on close to the level of LeBron James, his kind of modern rival. Do you know how many shitty teams LeBron has had to deal with? Yeah. And he's carried them and he's sucked, sucked it up. Oh, Steph. Oh, poor Steph. He doesn't have all this incredible help around him. Uh, mainly Kevin Durant, one of the greatest players of all time. Uh, and and another stacked team, uh, you know, with amazing players. Oh, no. I feel bad for Steph. I don't give a fuck about Steph. Any of the Warriors fans. I don't give a fuck about Clay. They ran the league for <laughs> close to 10 years. They can wallow in misery for as long as fucking mm-hmm. uh, they, they want. For uh, You know, as far as I'm concerned, I don't give a fuck. I'm sick of all these people. Mm-hmm butthurt and sad and feel bad uh you're feeling bad about the warriors uh because they missed 2016 when they were the only good team in the league fuck 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 it i i I do not care and it was a beautiful sight seeing them boo them their own fucking players in the fucking chase center Mm -hmm. last night at halftime because the raptors went in there and whipped their ass beautiful they've got their number man uh last uh game ever in the oracle they beat their asses for the championship oh canada Uh, rang out uh at the Mm -hmm. as they were sweeping up for the last time in that place yeah, they. Uh, I, I. Yeah, it, it is crazy that people even compare. Like I've said, like again, Steph Curry might be the best point guard of all time, but I mean, if we're talking best players of all time, I don't think he's top ten. Uh, he, and if he is, nope. he might be ten. And like, can like, people stop? No... I mean, I don't know where you stand on this. Can people stop putting him over Kobe? I'll fight anyone who puts him over Kobe. No, yeah, that's uh, crazy. Maybe uh, it's still close. one championship behind him. Yeah, well, exactly. But uh, do, even if don't say that around off. me. Don't say that around yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm on, I'm on board with that one. Uh, I. I yeah, I don't get it. I, I don't get some of the the like. I get he great player. He's amazing. But like Best you said, like, it just he just isn't. And it goes back to what Becky Hammond said: smart lady. You there know, you like, just not that type of a player. You, you just go. can't in the NBA get a guy on that team, put him with anybody. It's not going to work out. You need to have somebody in there that can just be a bully. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, Steph's not that guy. No. Uh, again, all respect to him, but yeah, oh, yeah Draymond's Dray- a bully. That's for sure. There's the bully. Uh, yeah. But uh, in my hood, man, the bullies get bullied. That's but right. uh, to, to move on to some Raptors trade talk here, uh, two teams apparently hot in the race for Pascal Siakam if uh, the, the Raptors – it kind of seems like it's a foregone conclusion at this point that the Raptors are going to move Siakam just based on the reports, based on how players are talking, Like, which is kind of sad because he's playing well. The Raptors are playing pretty well since they, they made the pretty trade. Well. Uh, I, I mean, it's – it's it, it it's it's an odd time. I get why they would do it. 
Uh, you know, on that expiring deal, afraid he might walk. I think if you ever had a chance of resigning a guy, it's going to be Siakam. So I, I, the more and more that this is going on, if the Raptors can kind of stay as like a, a 66% win team or, you know, 60%, whatever, just a, a winning franchise, I wouldn't even want to move him. You know, see what you can do uh, building with him, Scotty, and RJ, and quickly. Like, yep. if it works right now, there's no no reason saying it's not going to work. He's not on the wrong end of 30 yet. Right. Uh, I, I think you could make something happen here. But even though all the success the Raptors have been having since that trade. Uh, there's still some rumblings right now, and uh, two teams hot in the race here, Jordan. We're going to go uh, tackling them one at a time here, and we're going to start with the one team that, uh, that that's probably more likely to get in there. The Sacramento Kings were a team that was interested. Apparently, they pulled out pretty quick. Uh, just yeah, we don't want your we don't want your Harrison Barnes package. Thank you very much. Yeah, who the fuck? Well, yeah, why, why, why? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's I, I don't get that one, but. First team up, the Indiana Pacers. Uh, this is a, a, a team that you know is really excelling so far this season. Uh, you know, maybe surprising some people uh, with how well they played. Obviously, Tyrese Halliburton uh, has been a big part of that, and uh, they're looking to kind of add up here, see if they can make a little bit of a run, start building towards uh, you know maybe being a contender in the next year or two, and uh, getting a guy like Spicy T, uh, Spicy T, Spicy P, Ruben. Uh, Sp- that could be Sp- that could be uh, Tyrese Halliburton, Spicy T. There we go. Uh, or or, or uh, maybe Ice T. I don't know. We can figure <laughs> yeah, something out here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ice T and Spicy P. Uh, and Psycho T. Remember that guy? I guess Ice T. Yeah, Psycho do it. He was a Pacer and a rapper. We, we should go. figure something out here. Uh, but to you know, Siakam on the on the Pacers sounds like a good fit for you know that that team. Great to, to help them kind of get over that next uh, that hump uh, and be being a contender. And this is the trade I've kind of got drawn up here, Jordan, as a hypothetical. Uh, Pascal Siakam to the the Pacers. The Raptors get Buddy Heald, Jarese Walker, Jordan Awara, Andrew Nemhard, James Johnson, and the 2025 first-round pick from the Pacers. Uh, I mean, it, it, in this one, the Pacers, obviously, they get their guy. The Raptors get uh, an expiring contract in, in Heald and uh, Nawara. Uh, young guy in Jarese Walker to you know, see what they can do. James Johnson's on a one-year deal. Get him back to the Raptors for his third stint. Let's go. Uh, just, just for the, the jokes of it. And then you get Andrew Nemhard, who's actually a pretty decent player. And then you get the oh, first-round yeah. pick next year that uh, you know you would think is going to be well outside the lottery if they have Siakam long-term. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, Jordan, overall, what do you think about the fit with uh, Siakam uh, with the Pacers? Hey, I mean, if if you if the Pacers are willing to give up Nemhard and Jarris Walker, uh, I, I like that in terms of a young player haul. I think Nemhard is a guy, uh, first of all, another Canadian guy. Bring all the Canadians back, please, mm-hmm. uh, north of the border. Um, he's a guy... If we could get uh, of, Matherin, then that would be sweet too. Oh, yeah. A, another guy, yeah, who's kind of, you know, potentially could be in a move for Siakam, which, uh, you know, of all the young guys we're talking about here at all, maybe as the most kind of star scoring upside. Uh, that would be a little mm-hmm. awkward since you just picked up RJ. Um, but, yep. you know, you could still make something work. But, um, you know... Nemhard is kind of the perfect kind of combo guard who who has some size can play next to quickly if that's kind of who you're uh you know envisioning running your team uh you know f- f- at at point for the, for the next you know however many years uh and and Nemhard clearly comfortable kind of coming off the bench he can play that role as well maybe you can give him a little bit more of an opportunity slide RJ to the 3 see there's a bunch of different things you could do if he was in that trade um and and you obviously need to fill that that hole uh left by Siakam if, if he's if he's uh-huh. going out in a deal like this. Scotty can slide up to there. So you, you can do things with, uh, you know, someone like Nemhart. So I, I like his kind of flexibility there. And and yeah, Jairus Walker as like a, a, a young power forward kind of prospect. Another guy who I think, you know, he hasn't got, you know, as much of a chance to shine in Indiana. He's, you know. Barely any, yeah. I'll be still, Toppin. Still a young Stop guy. Yeah, he's, minutes. he's kind of you know, competing there with, with Toppin for those minutes. But I think with if he gets a runway somewhere, He's, he's, you know, uh, clearly has a shit ton of potential as an NBA body already uh, and can kind of learn how to do a lot of different things. Um, you know, hell of a motor. Uh, and and so those are just two young prospects that I really would like. Um, obviously, you're getting Buddy buddy Heald in there who, you know, might help you for the rest of the year if that's something you really care about. Although if you're trading Pascal, I don't think that's even on your radar, like being being yeah. good this year so it doesn't really matter but yeah it's an expiring to to uh you know uh, just fill salary there um uh, and i very much doubt you're going to want to re up him uh with the amount of guard depth you would have in a in, you know following a deal like this um and 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 then yeah the first round pick would be okay uh nothing nothing too crazy if, if, if it's you know for for 2025 because as you say the pacers uh project to be pretty good uh 
you know, going out into the future here as long as they have Halliburton. So all in all, I, 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 I'm, I'm okay. I would be okay with a move like this. I think I would, mm-hmm. I, I think if the Pacers really were motivated to get this done, I think I'd probably rather have Matherin come back than Nembhard. But, you know, it's, it's kind of for me closer than, uh, I think maybe a lot of people would have those two. I, I'd be I'd be happy to get the, get either. Um, Matherin has shown he can really score the ball, and 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 that would be you know an awesome addition uh, to 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 come off the bench or starting however you want to do it. So so like at the, at the end of the day, it's 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 good that the Raptors are engaging with this team with a lot of young guys. Like even if you switch it around and you put Obi Toppin in the trade, like Obi Toppin is still mm-hmm. a young guy himself and someone who I think yep. could. Uh, you know, when he's been given the chance and the runway, uh, which I thought he was going to be given more of even in Indiana, there's just a bit of, you know, some competition for those minutes at the four. But, you know, when, when he does, you know, in, in my mind, based, based on what he showed last year with New York and then even in the playoffs when Julius Randle wasn't out there, he's a guy who can, you know, defend, slide up, slide up and down a few positions, can shoot it a little bit um, and can do, mm-hmm. can do a lot of different things. So I'm glad the Raptors have these sort of options. If they are going to make a trade for Siakam, uh, Indiana, you know, the fit on their end is really nice. Like, you know, Siakam next to Miles Turner. I think that's a, a perfect mm-hmm. kind of front court pairing. Um, and, and so, yeah, if, if Indiana is willing to give up one or a couple of these blue chip guys, I, I wouldn't be mad at it compared to some of these other, uh, you know, uh, packages that, that would have been out there. But no matter yeah. how you slice it with Indiana going forward now, um, you know, their picks aren't going to be that valuable. So if you're looking at like, you know, draft compensation, uh, then maybe you're, you're sort of eyeing the next team we're going to talk about uh, as, as uh, a a little bit more valuable in that sense. But, you know, the Raptors have kind of made it clear or at least so far with the OG trade, they don't really care about picks quite as much as they care about good young players. So uh, it'd be interesting to to, to, to see where they go. Yeah. Yeah. But, but Matt, honestly, like right off the top, Mm. I agree with you. I've I've flipped. I don't think they should trade Siakam. I think they should extend Siakam. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, what I've been talking about for weeks, the Pascal just needs to shoot it better from three. He's finally kind of doing that, and I think he can do that at a more uh, sustainable clip now that the team makes a little bit more sense. There's pressure off yeah. him. Look at how you know the the the, the pressure that R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel quickly put on defenses. You can't just game plan against Pascal Siakam now. He's not the only one. He's getting more open looks and, and he doesn't, from the corners. He, he doesn't have to be the primary ball handler Correct. half the time. Correct. Like he was never yeah. meant to be that guy. No, hundred percent. So I don't think it's an accident now that he's shooting better. And if he can actually spread the floor, shoot, shoot well from three, we know that Scotty Barnes has taken that leap. Then Scotty at the three, Pascal at the four, and then Jakob at the five, that spacing has worked fine. And, and, and Jakob, mm-hmm. the last few games, when you actually have some fucking ball handling depth and you have quickly and you have Barrett, um, I, I think Jakob has kind of, shown himself as a more valuable asset. Like this guy who we were, you know, Raptors Twitter was doing, you know, falling over themselves to try and trade away. Also since, since the OG mm-hmm. trade, things have kind of fallen into place. So, you know, trade Siakam if you must, especially if you're not going to extend him and you, you, you absolutely cannot have him walk for nothing. He is the, yeah. the golden star. He is, you know, the more valuable than Fred, more valuable than OG. All, all, he's the, the one sort of, powerful and, and good chip you have left from the championship team. You can't let yeah. him walk for nothing, but yeah, I agree with you. I, I kind of maybe would think, you know what, let's, let's see what we can do. I mean, they're, they're, they're a, a, uh, you know, a, a made quickly three from maybe being four and oh, uh, since the trade mm-hmm. here, um, yeah, yeah. They, they look good. They look good. I, and I know I'm a homer. I always get ahead of myself, but, uh, my God, uh, I, I would not be at this point, even in a rush to trade Siakam. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And, uh, you know, just uh, before we move on to the next team, yeah, I just want to say that uh, the, the last thing I, I, I think about with Siakam with the Pacers is uh, right now the main thing that they need is another go-to score. Yeah. Tyrese Halliburton really isn't that guy as a scorer. Like, he yeah. is a pass-first playmaker, which is awesome. Uh, I wish that there were more guys like him in the NBA. Unfortunately, there just is not. Yeah. Uh, but you need a guy who can be a little bit more selfish, and he can just take it into the teeth of the defense. And they don't really have anyone like that. And Siakam would be – the Perfect complimentary guy in a pick and roll situation with Tyrese. Yep. Uh, you know, can pop it out sometime. 
like you said, would work well alongside uh, uh, Miles Turner, both mobile guys, both the defensive skill sets. Uh, I, I really think the Pacers is pretty much a match made in heaven if they're going to move anybody. Yep. And, uh, you know, if they're going to move them to a team, move them to uh, the Pacers because I'd be very happy if, as long as Siakam's happy. Yeah, and they need some defense too. He'll help them on defense. They, yeah. have, they have no one. Like, they, they'll finally, with Siakam, even though he's not the perfect guy, like OG is kind of the better guy for this. But, like, when they go up against Giannis and uh, Tatum and all these big wings we talk about in the East, Siakam can actually do that better than anyone they mm-hmm. have on their team. So, yeah, uh, match made in heaven 100%. Um, so, yeah, it, yeah, at this point, if he's going to go anywhere, I hope to God it is the Pacers for the sake of the mm-hmm. Raptors. Um, because, uh, yeah, the the, the 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 Kings thing was interesting for a while. I was playing around with the trade machine with them. But, uh, yeah. yeah, at the end of the day, unless you're giving up Keegan Murray, there's nothing really Not worthwhile for the Raptors. Hang up the phone, Masai. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to move on to the the second team that are apparently uh, active in talks for uh, the Siakam sweepstakes that uh, may be on hand, uh, a team that we talked about a little bit here. Uh, I would fucking hate to see him go here. Uh, I think. <laughs> so sad. And, and, and before we even talk about the basketball fit, uh, I, I, you know, I got something I want to talk about too with this team. But the Detroit Pistons are the other team that apparently are in on Siakam. They apparently were in on OG and Anobi as well. Uh, yep. This. Before we even talk about you know the trade, the rumors, any of that shit, why do the Pistons want to trade for a guy <laughs> on a one-year deal? I don't get it. Why do you want to trade assets for Pascal Siakam? Like I don't know. Like maybe you're just trying to offload. Like you like even if you're offloading, you know, thirty million dollars to to get Siakam. Like you're 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 still bringing in that thirty million, and you're still cutting the same amount essentially. Like. I don't know what the idea is here, unless that you're just thinking like, oh, we can bring him in, get him acclimatized, everything, and then we yes. can get him long term in the off that season. Has to be. Or maybe anyone, he like, anyone trading for I, him I, has to think they can re-sign him. But the thing is, like a team like Detroit, like you have never, you have a like, yeah. like if we're talking about like the Raptors have a bad history uh, of re-signing uh, guys. Uh, yep. The Pistons have a like no shot, like they've never been able to pull it off, especially yeah. in the last like twenty years. Like they have had no luck with getting a star back, yeah. and uh, especially not a guy who's there for half a season. I mean, yeah. uh, this is a, a a move I think would be disastrous if they wanted to go after it. If you're the worst team in the NBA, just be the worst team in the NBA. Might as well. Be bad. Get that last, get that low pick. But, but either way, Jordan, to throw it out here, uh, the, the hypothetical trade I've got written down here for uh, the Pistons Raptors uh, with Siakam going over to the Pistons is Siakam and his buddy Boucher. You get the last champions from that 2019 team go. shipped off Lead together to Detroit. Uh, and then in exchange, the Raptors would get Boyan Bogdanovich, Joe Harris, James Wiseman, and a 2025 and 2027 first-round pick. All, both owned by the Detroit Pistons. Uh, Wiseman and Harris are both on expiring deals this year, uh, and Bojan's only on a, a two-year, $20 million deal. So, I mean, right. not that big of a cap hit. Yeah. Veteran guy can shoot, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, you don't have to worry about those other two guys if you don't want to keep them around. Uh, but both serviceable, one one young big, one, uh, you know, just pure shooter. Everyone always needs a shooter. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, the Pistons get two proven uh, effective guys in, in Pascal and uh, Chris Boucher. But, I mean, Jordan, what do you think about uh, Pascal's fit with the Pistons? Well, I mean, I, I think he would fit perfectly fine with the Pistons, but but that that team still isn't good. I mean, you're going right back back to uh, you know all, all this pressure being on Pascal. I'm like maybe less so than he's used to. Uh, you know, at, when the Raptors were at their worst in these past few years, because you have Cade who can kind of you know handle the ball and 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 take that responsibility. But outside of yeah, Cade, yeah. then you just you know I I don't know a a, a Cade Cunningham and 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 Pascal Siakam led team where where everyone else is proven to be absolutely fucking awful. Uh, yeah. I either awful I should say or just young and unproven. Um, that's just not a very good team. You're not competing with anyone in the East at that point. So I I don't know why you would give up. Uh, you know, in this case, two draft picks, as you say, and I think that's what you would need to throw in at least to get this done. Um. And I, I, I think that would be, you know, a ridiculous move. That being said, they, they would get better. They, they would, they would probably become sort of a semi-competent team um, because it, as you say, with the addition of Boucher as well, that's a good guy you can bring off the bench, um, you know, as a backup to, to, to Duran or, or, you know, play alongside yeah. Siakam, whatever you want to do it. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it, it would be fine, but there, there's no way I would do it uh, if, if I'm either team, to be honest. Um, but like, you know, if you're the Raptors and you and you do think you can kind of fleece these guys for a couple picks, I mean, how good are these these 2025 and 2027 Piston picks going to be potentially? 
that mm-hmm. those are unprotected. Again, de- de- depends Christ. on uh, where Siakam's going to be, right? If well, he's going to be with them, maybe it's worth something. If he's gone, then you're fucked. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. And, and so, I think that's why again, I, d- I just don't know why the Pistons want to make a move because it's, yeah. it's such a gamble. Yeah, and that's where that's where like Pascal, uh, you know, uh, th- make this whole situation is kind of tough for for the Raptors and anyone trying to trade for him. Like he kind of holds the the chips here because no one's yep. going to uh, want to trade for him unless he signals to you that he's. Uh, you know, willing to resign. And the latest reporting, you know, going back a few months was that he wasn't going to uh, say that he was going to resign with almost anyone. He wanted to just stay in Toronto yeah. so he could, Smart. you know, wh- wh- whether they re-up him or he hits unrestricted free agency, then he can kind of decide exactly where he wants to go. Um, so, so that's, that's, what's going to kind of make it tough because um, you know, uh, if you're the Raptors, as, as we say, we don't, lo- you don't want to lose him for nothing, but you might, uh, you might not be getting the best, trade packages out there for a guy on an expiring deal who it mm-hmm. might not be willing to commit. So yeah, especially Detroit. Like I could not see that happening of all the places he'd be willing to say, Oh yeah, I'll, I'll re resign with you guys. I don't think he wants to get back to Dwayne Casey that bad as, 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 no, as iconic no. as uh, <laughs> Dwayne, Dwayne was. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, so, yeah, I think this one's tough to, yeah, they worked okay together. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was good. Um, it's, no, it's no Jonas. No, <laughs> but you know, I, I think, I think this one's tough to, to swing, but um, you know, it, if you are getting someone like Wiseman back, it's like, okay, he's, he's, we, we, we are in need of a young center. I mean, I know we have Christian Coloco, but he's got a seemingly, uh, you know, never ending respiratory issue, still not back. You know, it'd be nice mm-hmm. to have a young kind of prospect that you could develop and, and put next to Scotty Barnes as a sort of, you know, James Wiseman, still a young big man with, with some upside, but I, I would, if I was the Raptors try and maybe, go for someone else. Like even if you could, you know, Jaden Ivy's kind of fallen out of the favor in Detroit. Maybe you could take him uh, at, you know, as, uh, as a flyer kind of rehab uh, his potential uh, as a guy who I was really high on coming in. There's a few other mm-hmm. guys. I mean, I, I don't think they'd part with a Thompson. He's kind of their crown jewel yeah, right now, but uh, <clears throat> so yeah, it's really, you know, kind of between Wiseman and, 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 uh, and Ivy. Um, and same thing with Jer- Jalen Duran. I don't, I don't think they're giving him up. So, you know, you, you think you would, you, unlike the Pacers, you kind of think of the, the Pistons as this team with all these young guys who tradable and entice this, you know, t- a team like the Toronto to give up. They, they actually don't have <laughs> that many guys, uh, when it, when it comes down to it, it's, it's basically just those two and, and, and both guys still with a lot of question marks. Like t- I wouldn't take a, I wouldn't take a chance on James Wiseman. Uh, I, I know you've been high on him this whole time. I am too, but I'm kind of I'm gonna keep my distance. I'd rather be wrong about James Wiseman at this point than than really still kind of you know claim real estate on on Wiseman Island. Um, so so yeah, at the end of the day, I I I, I would be shocked if a move to the Pistons uh, comes to fruition here. I think it's just doesn't really work fully for for either yeah. side. Yeah, well, uh, we'll keep your eyes open uh, for any kind of Pascal Siakam trade news. If a deal does go down, then uh, you know Flegel and I will be on it. Uh, the big dog will be breaking down that trade for sure. Because of course, the other the other sort of uh, dark horse team is the Warriors. I mean, the, from what we've heard, uh, you know, the last yeah, few days, yeah. you know, come bucket. Do we want it the come bucket? Does he work with Scotty? I would, I would I would be okay Ooh. with getting a hefty deal for the come bucket. Oh yeah, if everyone grab, I'll grab the pail by the handle. Absolutely, and even and even Wiggy. If you want to give us Wiggy, we've shown already. I would love it. I, you know. I buy the jersey in, in four games we can rehabilitate canadians who americans have gone mm-hmm, sour mm-hmm. on put him out there uh he'll go for 50 uh, uh you know get back uh to to all-star starter level shit so so yeah if, if the warriors <laughs> yes, the warriors yeah. want to do it um you know we could we can we can make that happen too i've also heard the lakers what i don't know there's, there's no one on the lakers if, if we trade for d'angelo russell i'll literally shoot myself um but yeah, uh you know that would be just the Adam Silver would need to step in there too. Step as well. in, like, hey, you know what? Uh, we can't do that. No. Masai, Masai, listen. You're making a rash decision. You, you'll feel better. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's figure this out. Uh, to move on, cap off the podcast. Let's do some blind comparisons. Here we go. Jordan, I'm blind. I've got three scenarios here. You don't know the players. I'm going to read you off some of their basic stats. You're going to tell me who you would rather have on your team, player A or player B. Kicking it off, Jordan. Player A. Here we go. Okay, I'm trying These to- are both. Both point guards. Okay, so I'm going to let okay. you know about the positions for some of these. Some of these I will. Some of these I won't. Okay. Uh, these are both point guards. Player A averages 24 points per game, four boards per game, just under 13 assists per game. He shoots 49% from the field and 40% from three. Or would you rather have player B, 27.6 points per game, four rebounds per game, so pretty much a tie there, yeah. slight, slight edge, 
to uh, player B. Uh, only 4.6 assists per game, 45% from the field, but just a hair over, uh, just a hair under 41%. So a little bit better from the three-point line, worse from the field, not oh. as well of a, 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 a playmaker, but the better score and, uh, you know, slight edge and rebound. Fuck. Well, I'm pretty sure player A is Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, those those just under 12 assists. I'm pretty sure he's the only one that that high up there. I'm trying to figure out who the player two just is. Just under 13, pardon. I might have misspoke. No, you, you said 13, right? Or just under 13? What did yeah, I say? Yeah, just under 13. That's it. You might have said 12. Either way, oh. we were on the same page. Yeah, 12, 30. Yeah, around there. I think I think that's Tyrese. I think that, that checks. But I'm trying to figure out who number two is. Not that that's the point of the exercise, but I'm just... Um, I'm trying to think if it, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure who would have that many points as a point guard shooting that well from three, but have so few assists. Um, either way, uh, I, I I don't want to be, you know, caught out here making a dumb decision, but I, uh, because the thing with Tyrese is he's an amazing offensive player, but the defense isn't there. Can you give me their steal stats, Matt? How many stocks these, these guys got, or do you have it there? Uh, you I actually don't have that pull. No, okay, <laughs> I don't never have mind, it, man. Never I mind. don't have it. Not available. Never not mind. available. Oh fuck! I can give and, you their effect, their effective field goal percentage or their PER. No, fuck <laughs> that. Um, uh, and player two has twenty seven points per game. You said twenty seven point six to twenty four point two. Player A, oh, so man. almost four points different. Okay, no, you know what, Tyrese, Tyrese. Uh, again, I think this is Tyrese. So I'll look like an idiot if I'm not, but I'm going mm-hmm. with player A. Uh, I'm going with player A. I love. I, I I like guys who can who can score and pass it, and he's clearly much better at that. So give mm-hmm. me player A. So you've uh, deduced it. It, it. it is Tyrese Halbert. Yes. Player B. We were talking with him a little bit already. Stephen Curry. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Wait, how many assists is Steph averaging this year? 4.6. What that's the it. fuck, Steph? Not What's even five on, assists baby? per game. Come on. That's ridiculous. That's what I mean. He has no, he's not, he has no one to pass to, but uh, Tyrese Halliburton picked you know over what? Steph Curry. Uh, I mean, right now, it's not yeah, the not historically, the but uh, he's having a better season. I would, I, I would go out on a limb and say he's having a better season. Mm-hmm. I'll say this: You switch them on uh, in places. I think the stats would be a lot different. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. But uh, to move on, blind comparison number two, here player A. And these are the same. So I'm gonna give you the same stats here. Are you giving me uh, the position? Twenty-six. No. Yeah. No. No. Actually, no. Fine. Yeah. The, no. No. I'm not. No. Gonna no. Give no okay. Fuck that. Okay. I'm not giving you the position. Okay. Uh, player A, twenty-six point one points per game, eleven point nine rebounds per game, nine point one assists. Shoots at fifty six point nine from the field and thirty four percent from three point land. Player B, the superior score thirty four point six points per game. They're almost exactly the same on rebounds. It's eleven point nine to player A, eleven point eight to player B. Uh, six assists, so three less assists than uh, than player A. Uh, shoots at fifty three percent from the field, but thirty six percent from three. So worse from the field, but better from three point land than player A. Who do you got? This is Jokic and Embiid. Give me Jokic. Player A, bitch. <laughs> yeah, you deduced that yeah, one. Yeah, let's a good go. Job that, man. Player A. But I'm surprised because, again, if this is a blind comparison, no, stat, I think I would yeah, be inclined stat, to take Embiid. Embiid is a monster, man. Eight more points. Eight more points, and you're shooting better from three. I don't know, man. The only three more assist difference this year is crazy. That That's true. And and Embiid has, you know, to, Embiid has gotten so much better as a passer. He is amazing. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I got to give Embiid. I'm glad we're actually talking about Embiid just through this, uh, you know, little game because uh, – we really he, haven't. We, yeah, we haven't discussed him this year. This is the best season of his career, I think, so far. I think he's doing like yeah, he, he, he he doesn't have nearly the same amount of help. I know Maxi has uh, you know been amazing, but uh, you know he he doesn't have the the that top end talent that he's had in the past. But he has been durable. He has been uh, you know just you know leading the Sixers to incredible wins here over over good teams and and just uh, putting together a great campaign. So yeah, I'm glad we talked mm-hmm. about him. That 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 is that is crazy to have two big men. Like what what a big man renaissance we're in right now. But I uh, think 100%. but but even though I did kind of, you know, I was pretty sure who the two of those 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 guys are, I think I genuinely would have picked a guy averaging a near triple double, uh, you know, uh, even mm-hmm. though it's only three assist difference, that is, you know, to, to, to give Jokic the props he deserves, that is insane um, uh, yeah. to, to be averaging that many points, rebounds, and assists uh, on the efficiency. And uh, and also, we didn't talk about it. What a fucking shot to down the Warriors. Wham, well, Warriors insane. fans. Uh, too bad. Yeah, that, that that was a crazy one. That was a that was a March Madness buzzer beater if I've ever seen one. Uh, just walked yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah, he was I, very relaxed. He was just like, all right, here we yeah. go. In the next week, maybe Monday, Jordan. Maybe we'll call our shot right here. Uh, midseason uh, awards. Maybe we should go through them really yeah. quick. Uh, we built right about forty games, forty-one games for a lot of teams. Yeah. So uh, you know, it might maybe be worth uh, exploring there. Yeah. But Jordan, the last blind comparison. Here we go. We get two two players. Not giving you the positions. 
These guys, are, no, no, I'm not going to say anything. I don't, I'm tired of giving you uh, giving these things away okay, no, by no. accident. Uh, player A, averages 22.3 points per game, six and a half rebounds per game, five assists. Ooh. They shoot at 52% from the field, but only 28% from three point land. Uh-oh. Whereas player B, averages 20.9 points per game, so a little bit less, yeah. uh, 8.9 rebounds per game, 5.8 assists per game. So superior in both of those categories. Assists pretty close. Rebounds is definitely the edge to player B. Uh, shoots at 48% from the field, but 39% from three-point land. So, again, kind of like the Jokic and Bede situation, uh, player A better from the field, player B better from three-point land. Who do you got? Shit, this one's hard. What's the – give me the assist numbers again between player – So, player player A is uh, five assists per game. Yeah. Player B is 5.8 assists. So, very close. Okay. And player A averages – 22.3 points, whereas player B averages 20.9. So, again, slight edge to player A. Right, but the three-point shooting's 39% to, like, 20-something? Yeah, 28 to uh, player uh, A, 39 to uh, player B. Yeah, I, I got to go player B. I really don't know who either of these, either of these guys are. I can't think, but mm-hmm. I, I'm going player B. So, Jordan, I want you to take back everything you said earlier. Oh, no. You want Pascal Siakam going to be traded. You want Scotty Barnes to be built around. Yes, Scotty yes, Barnes yes. is your pick over Pascal wow, Siakam. That's, that's what you want. Crazy. You would that's rather crazy. have Scotty than Siakam based I mean, on their stats. I, I, I will stand by that. I, 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 but I, in truth, I want them both. Okay. That was, that, that's crazy. We have, we've got two 20 well, points. We've got two 20 point scorers. Uh, come on now. And, and, and I, I, I've been saying it. Pascal is much better than that uh, 28% from th- from three. Uh, you know, especially yeah, yeah. post-trade, he's been shooting a, a, a great percentage from three. So, so well, it's tough when you started the season, plan. whatever it was, like two for 25. Oh, my God, so, awful, awful. Uh, but, uh, but, Jordan, I, I, you did pretty good just in being a little uh, bit of a sleuth there yeah. and just uh, figuring out uh, who, who these players were. But, uh, you know, maybe maybe we'll also bring blind comparisons back. You can hit me with a couple oh, or uh, we will yes. – uh, Get back to trivia. But we want to know what you guys want to see or hear or do or anything at Big Dog Ball Talk. Give us a follow. Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, find us, even Facebook for the old heads, the old dogs, escaping the pound. No euthanasia here, man. We want you alive and well with the big dogs. Yeah. So come <laughs> catch us every Monday and Friday, sometimes Tuesday, Sunday, and sometimes Saturdays. We're uh, you know, Who if, cares? Uh, if we're getting a little fun? late. But, yeah, well, if you're a big dog, you really don't give a shit about the schedule. Dude. You make the schedule. You are the schedule. Yeah. We are the system. Yeah. This has been Big Dog Ball Talk. Matt Acorn, Jordan Fleekel. See everybody on Friday. And as my good friend Jordan always says. You got to eat your fiber, Matt. Matt, are you eating you enough eat fiber? fiber? Okay, because I, I've, just, I'm, I've, I've just found out about this. Your shits this. aren't good. Uh, for no, actually they haven't been. And uh, this is what people want to talk about. I know, but, uh, um, no, I mean, they're fine. You know, there's, there's, they're, they're, mm. at the end of the day, they're okay, but they can be better. I think all of ours can be better. Okay. Uh, just Honestly, eat a banana once in a while, in morning, uh, once, eat once in a while, man, a wet shit, just it pours this out is, of you. You're like two wipes and you're done. Yeah, <laughs> that's what yeah. you wanted. You want viral flips, well, man. That's, I tell that's, you, it's yeah. easier. It's easier than one of these ones where it's like, okay, that was a good hearty poo and you're wiping for 25 minutes, man. Yeah. In this economy. Yeah. No, no, I know. You're right. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, do it, do what you want to do, I guess, whatever saves you more mm-hmm. toilet paper, but uh, lots of people don't get their daily fiber uh you know uh, recommended fiber intake it's not good um I'm, I'm here to help you out we can do we can the other thing we can do with this podcast is kind of branch out medical advice mm, uh, nutrition you know, those, yes. those fucking uh i think simmons and Rosillo do like parent corner or something stupid mm, i can't imagine good, anyone yeah. actually listens to to those segments but you we know, could we, we could talk, kids talk about that percent uh but uh yeah you know, let us know what you guys want us to talk about but t- this week it's shit so uh yeah take it or leave it <laughs>